Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of On Your Bench. Today we have a couple really interesting topics today. We got the Tom Brady retirement thing going on, um, some NFL playoff talk, and some college basketball talk. So we're going to start out with this Tom Brady situation. Really, really weird situation. Yeah, came out today while we were just kind of hanging out during this afternoon, and all of a sudden... Schefter just dropped a bomb that Tom Brady retiring and little to our knowledge, a couple hours later, it comes out that maybe Tom Brady's not retiring. Who knows what's going on there? Um, there are sources that the GM from the Bucks heard that he has no decision made up quite yet. Not even close not is even, what the words were, I think. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady's father was saying that he hasn't came out with anything yet and people have tried to reach out to Tom and he's kind of went radio silence so that whole situation is just kind of wild it's to say the least yeah social media has gone crazy today I see all these tributes on Twitter from like all these accounts the Kraft family in New England put out like a statement about Tom Brady and it's crazy because like nobody really knows if he's retiring or not yeah who knows it's really really crazy um I think My favorite thing I've seen today, though, there was a joke about it, and it was someone said, this is probably just an ad for his crypto whatever (laughs) account, and he's like, retiring, no, I'm I'm setting up my retirement account or something like that. Yeah. In real or in all reality, it's um it's really interesting just to see how different people are reacting, and people are acting like he's retired, but it doesn't seem like he's done. No, no, it. I don't. I mean, I think the retirement is definitely in the near future, but I don't, personally, I didn't think he was going to hang him up after this year. I think Tom losing in the divisional round, he wants more than that. He wants to go out at least a loss in the Super Bowl, a loss in the NFC Championship. I don't think he's going to be satisfied with a loss in the divisional round. Yeah, and he wants to go out on top for sure, you know, Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. He hates losing. If you watch, anytime you watch him lose, he's just extremely angry so yeah if he he does not want to go out a loser i can tell you that i know he yeah. said a couple years ago or whatever i'm playing until i'm 45 he's not quite 45 yet no so we'll see um we'll definitely see we'll have to continue to monitor it and maybe in future episodes if we continue to get more information about the situation we'll have to bring it up but for right now um it's weird i mean i don't know if he's gonna come back yeah um a big thing i thought too is like he didn't have a full team in this playoffs. Yeah. The Buccaneers were very depleted. Yes. And I don't I just don't think that's the way he wants to go out. And I mean, there's always gonna be all this talk surrounding older players like, Yeah, I'm gonna have to think about it this off season and stuff like that. And yeah, you of course they're gonna think about it with their family and stuff like that, because they have lives outside of football, but they all have that competitive drive to keep winning and keep playing if they are able to do that. I mean, Tom Brady said, I want to keep playing till I there's someone that's more suitable to take the job. The dude threw 43 touchdown passes in the regular season, which I think led the NFL. Yeah, he was first in the NFL with Josh Allen right behind him at like 40 even. So yeah. Um, yeah, he's still playing at a high level. Yeah, there's no reason for him to retire. He's not... He didn't cost the Buccaneers that game. He did everything that nope. he could. That was just... Some exceptional plays by the Rams, and what can you do? Yeah, kind of a defensive lapse at the end of the game. They had Cooper Cup just kind of 
went right through the middle of the field, yeah. caught that ball, set up the game-winning field goal yeah. for the Rams. But, yeah, it's it's really interesting. And um, my only argument against maybe him actually retiring is what more does he really have to achieve? He's yeah. gotten seven Super Bowls. He's set numerous NFL records. He's won so many postseason games and regular season games. And I saw this graphic today. It's like Tom Brady's really had like three Hall of Fame careers. Like, really? If you separate it like to two different eras on the Patriots and then the Buccaneers, and you look at the stats, it's crazy. It's almost like three Hall of Fame quarterbacks all yeah. in one career. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any, there's any doubt that he's the greatest football player of all time uh i mean certainly most accomplished yeah yeah i mean it's it's widely it when the news broke it was widely accepted by everyone that the goat is retiring the goat of football is retiring everyone was saying it not a single person not many people dispute it at all i mean how can you the dude's got seven rings and just I don't know. You you can't you can't argue with that. Um, I think that kind of leads us not really leads us, but I think that kind of puts a close on that and moves us into we'll move on to the championship weekend yeah. for AFC NFC. Yeah. So we got the Chiefs versus the Bengals, and then we've got the Rams playing the Forty ers which yes. is an interesting matchup there. But yeah. we'll start with the Bengals Chiefs. Uh, you got a a favorite in that. I know the Chiefs are playing at a very high level right now, and yeah. that Bengals offensive line is pretty depleted. Yeah, I I mean, obviously, my pick to win the game is the Chiefs, but, man, would I love to see the Bengals get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, what a just kind of almost Cinderella story for that, <laughs> for that team. I mean, Zach Taylor in his, what, third season, second season? Um, I think it's his – isn't it his third or – Third. third, I believe. Third season as a head coach, getting to the AFC Championship game when, I'll be honest, before the season, no one picked them to even make the playoffs. No, they were supposed to not even be that good this season. Exactly. And people were dogging on him for drafting Jamar Chase in the top 10 this season, and he's been a top five receiver in the NFL this season with like 14 regular season touchdowns, broke like the rookie receiving yards record, and just completely set the league on fire. With yeah. Joe Burrow back there, of course. All the credit really goes to Joe Burrow, who's just put up, or who's had an amazing season. He's a guy that's just impossible not to root for. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree with that. Um, I mean, the the showing, or the offensive line is definitely showing that they needed help. Yeah. And I think picking an offensive lineman in the draft, I mean, would have been good, but... Jamar Chase is can't proving pass to, on a guy like to, that. Yeah, he's proving to be worth his weight in gold. I mean, the guy is um on pay or pretty close to setting records. He's uh setting single game records and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is just so explosive and just a difference maker for that off for that offense. He's a rookie. I, yeah, along with that, I mean, he's got some studs around him in that receiving core with yeah. Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, but just an unbelievable. Yeah, receiving Joe Burrow's got quite a few weapons at his disposal in that offense. Yeah, and I love Joe Burrow, and like I said, he's been playing at such a high level all season. And would I love to see the Bengals win that game? Absolutely. Um, it's just I really don't 
like the matchup for the Bengals' offensive line, considering the Chiefs love to blitz. Yeah. Um, I mean, the two teams played earlier this season in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and the Bengals won in a bit of a nail-biter. Um, but, I mean, it's any given Sunday a team can yep. go down, so we'll see what, what kind of happens there. Um, I know both teams are going to come prepared, ready to play, and we'll just kind of see what Joe Burrow can do against the great Patrick Mahomes and see – if he shines under the bright lights or what what's going to happen with that. Yeah, shout out to Josh Allen too after that performance um last Sunday against the Chiefs that was unbelievable. Josh yeah. Allen looked like he's going to be a future just incredible Hall of Fame, yeah, Hall of Fame quarterback. He's yeah. improved every year um under or he's improved every year. Unfortunately, he lost Brian Dable who just got hired as the Giants head coach. So congratulations yep. to him. I think he's going to be a heck of a coach. Um, that Bills offense really took some leaps his last two years, especially yeah. with Allen. But um, I can't wait to see hopefully some future matchups between Mahomes and Allen because those two definitely showed that it was like a Brady-Manning type for sure, matchup for, sure. for the future. Yeah, and that's kind of been widely talked about around the league. Um, that game last week, man, just when he thought the games were good with that uh, um, uh, the Rams-Buccaneers yeah. game. And then... It proceeds to get outdone by the Chiefs Bills game. Unbelievable. Two game great to games back to back. Really unfortunate ending though. Yeah, yeah. But um I mean, Mahomes just showing that all you gotta do is give him a chance and he will make some plays with that with Kelsey and Tyree Kill. Goes to both of those guys when he needs yeah, it. Just and unbelievable. Yeah. He shows again why he is worth that uh almost billion dollar contract. <laughs> I mean... Expensive contract. Yeah. I mean, he's getting paid lots and lots of money. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, we'll see what he does this this uh, tomorrow with that uh, AFC Championship game. Yeah. Um, we'll see how he uh, comes to be prepared. I'm sure he'll be prepared for that game, but we'll... I guess we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and you could almost say that Mahomes has a chip on his shoulder this season, which is crazy to say that for a guy that's as talented as Patrick Mahomes is. Um, If you remember, like, earlier on in the season, people were definitely down on Mahomes because he's throwing more picks. Because last season, the big story was, well, Patrick Mahomes didn't throw as many picks, but he had 15 dropped interceptions. This year, he his interceptions were up in the first couple of weeks, and people were concerned. Well, the cover two is stopping Patrick Mahomes now. Everyone's just going cover two. Yeah. And his problem really too was he was trying to force. He was kind of forcing the issue too. Like he was trying to make like his highlight reel plays. It seemed like, and then he kind of towards the end of the season really settled down and started to play at a high level, like he knew that he was capable of doing. And now he's in the playoffs and looking to get to his third Super Bowl and hopefully third win. Straight Super third Bowl. straight too. And yeah. that's, wow. yeah, four four AFC championships in a row for Andy Reid, three in a row for Patrick Mahomes. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he kind of really turned around his season and see where he goes from here. But, yeah, so now looking on the other side of things, Matthew Stafford, NFC Championship. How does How does that sound? Um, I think it's going to be great TV to watch or a great game to watch. I mean, it's going to be it, everyone's a fan of Matt Stafford. He's just a high class guy. Um, stuck tried to stick it out in Detroit for as long as possible. Tried to make things happen there. Just could not could not get past that 
almost just culture there. It, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, but just could not get through that. And goes to L.A., first year in L.A., lights it up. I mean, they had kind of an up-and-down season, but ever since that Beckham trade when they acquired Odell. He's really helped. Yeah, that offense, it's been a career resurgence for Odell, mm-hmm. and that offense has just <clears throat> went to new levels. Um, and their running game's kind of back now. Cam Akers Cam looks Akers, very good. Yeah, Cam Akers looks good alongside with uh, Sonny Michelle. Mm-hmm. Um, toting the rock for the Rams. They look... They look, they look to part. I would say. Yeah. I no. think if they can beat the Forty ers they will represent the NFC very well. I think they look, they look like the best team. Yeah. So in the NFC, and they're healthy, and they look like a legitimate NFL super team. Yeah. With that defense, yeah. And with that offense, it's just at when they're playing at their best. I don't know how anyone can beat them, and that's not to say that San Francisco is not a good team. Jimmy G just. Yeah. That guy just wins football games, and he wins them ugly, and he did that against the Packers. And yeah. Special teams really won that game. I know special yeah. teams is very important, especially after watching Nebraska's yeah. season this year. But yes. um, that's a different story. But, no, the 49ers are still a good team, and they can sneak up on anyone, yeah. and they've got a great run game. And, like I said, yeah. Jimmy G is just a winner. That guy just wins football games. Yeah, I mean, we continue to count out the 49ers each week of these playoffs, yeah. and they just continue to just show up and win the game. I mean, huge shout-out to Kyle Shanahan. That guy is great coach. Yeah, he's an amazing coach. You know, they two years removed from that Super Bowl appearance against the uh, Chiefs. Um, last year they kind of had an injury-riddled season. Um kind of up and down year and then this year again kind of up and down and then needed a winner go home game again at the Rams to f- close out the season with come back from 17 down to win that game and make the playoffs and then they go into Dallas beat Dallas go into Green Bay beat Green Bay and here they are in the snow yeah in the snow and here they are heading back into SoFi playing their divisional Right or divi- playing a divisional matchup to get to the Super Bowl at for the second time in three years. It's it's incredible what Shanahan's yeah. done with that team, and yeah, it's it's really going to be an interesting game. Uh, but it's it'll be interesting to see how Matthew Stafford really handles his first NFC Championship game. Yeah, um, but he's been playing great this season. I love the fit there with McVeigh, and. We will see. I I think I like the Rams in that game. I think the Rams will win that game. Um, but it's definitely they. I mean, that's why they play the game. You never know what's going to happen there. Yeah, but yeah. I think Rams Chiefs would be one heck of a Super Bowl. I do too. Um, I think uh, I think Debo Samuel is definitely a little banged up from all his yep. usage throughout the year. I don't. I mean, I know they're going to feed him the ball just to get there because it's it's do or die right now. I mean, no matter how injured the guy is, Debo's got one heck of a heart and I know he's going to give it his all in that game but yes. the problem is is how long can you do that for how long can your body hold up with that toll that he's been going through and another guy like that is uh um George Kittle George Kittle's been kind of banged up too yep. along with their all pro left tackle Trent Williams is pretty banged up as well I heard something that Kittle and Debo returned to practice this week, but Trent Williams did not. However, Trent Williams said he will 
no chance he will miss that game. No. So he's going to be playing. Yeah, he's going to be playing. But the question is, is how how um, recovered are these guys? I mean, you can they can say all they want, yeah. but only only inside the 49ers organization and the players themselves know just how um, how uh, well their body's holding up and if they truly are 100% or if they're at 70 to 80%. You know what I mean? Yeah, so definitely, definitely some interesting storylines in the injury front. But yeah. kind of to go on to our next point, um, some college basketball talk for the first time this season. Yeah. So I know we want, uh, we want to talk about kind of the, the best teams and kind of a preview of the the bracket if it were all to end today. I know we just watched Duke today. You and I watched the Duke-Louisville game. Yeah. Great game. Paulo Bencaro. Shout out to him. He's that looks like the best player in the country. I, I don't see how he cannot go number one overall. I mean, there's reports of him and Chet switching back and forth going one overall, but I mean... I, yeah. Paulo's got the body for the NBA. I don't think Chet's got the longevity. No, the longevity. I just I don't think his body is like ready for and the NBA and ready. I don't know. I just don't see him being NBA ready. I think he's more raw and eventually could be the better player. But I think starting off, Paulo just looks polished. He looks. He has a swagger about him, and he just shows up night in and night out and does whatever he can to make help Duke win is what Paulo does. He doesn't care if he needs to go grab 15 boards like he did today or if he needs to go dish out 10 assists He'll or go get yeah. 30 points. He can He'll do it do all. What, he'll do whatever he needs to to win. Yeah, and, I, so, yeah, and I'd like to apologize. I misspoke. I meant long, uh, longevity. Longe- longevity. Sorry, it's been a, it's been a long day. Yeah. But – yeah, so currently Duke is actually a two seed, and they have a the one seed in that bracket is Auburn, who is the number one team in the country. What do you think yeah. about Auburn? I think Bruce Pearl is a great coach. I think he gets he gets the most out of his team every single year. I mean, that's a team you are you don't want to face come late March, early April. I think we saw it a couple of years ago when they made that Final yeah, Four with run. Jared Harper. Yeah, that team yeah. is really good. Um, I think. Uh, Bruce Pearl, like I said, is a great coach, and I think that's a great team. It'll be interesting to see how they fare going through the SEC today, or going through the SEC this year with um, a couple good teams in there that could possibly give them some challenges throughout the season. But as of right now, they're the top overall seed, one seed in the uh, Midwest bracket. Um, Forgot to specify, we're looking at Joe Lenardi's bracketology latest bracket um he's got gonzaga auburn kansas and baylor as his uh four one seeds i uh kansas and baylor both i believe just lost today so yeah kansas lost by like 20 today yeah yeah they got absolutely waxed by kentucky in kansas too and kentucky's a lot better this year than they've been in the past yeah for sure for sure center for sure, with yeah, um, um, Oscar. Yeah, Oscar's just unbelievable. Uh, yeah, um, I think really there really isn't any sol- like um, clear cut number one team in the country. No. For, in my opinion, um, it's pretty similar to last year almost. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because um, you got teams that are dropping games here and there, you mm-hmm. know. And it's a long season. So it that's is. Gonna it is. It is. I the only team I see 
probably not losing another game until March Madness. Possibly March Madness is Gonzaga with their yeah that the with, wax squad yeah yeah the, with their schedule. I mean, they aren't playing anyone the, too WCC. Yeah, they aren't playing anyone too great. Um, they did lose to Duke earlier this season in Las Vegas at that neutral site, but um, I do not see them losing another game the rest of the season. As for the other teams, I mean. It's a coin flip. I mean, they games could go however in college yeah. basketball. Um, really just depends on who shows up. And those great teams do normally show up, but you never know. Yeah, 100%. And there's still teams in there like UCLA and Texas Tech and Ohio State. That, yeah, yeah and for Arkansas sure. Arkansas. And just, the list just goes on just looking at this bracketology right now. But some great, well-coached basketball teams. And yeah. You can't forget, like, the Villanovas and, like, those all those well-coached yeah. teams towards the end of the year. Once you get to February, early March is when those guys really start to catch fire. And it'll be really interesting to see who kind of continues to do well. And, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't really pick a favorite right now this early. No. I feel like maybe next month, towards the end of the month, it'll be more clear-cut. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean... The resurgence of Arizona back to yeah they're back to a top ten team I believe um, Purdue's got a great squad and um, there's going, just so many yeah good going teams. through some of the two seeds Purdue UCLA Duke and Arizona over to the three seeds we got um, Villanova Kentucky um, Houston and Michigan State like there really isn't. Like we said, there really isn't a clear-cut one team, but there's a lot of like great teams that, you know, come March, get hot, and make a run for the uh, national championship. Yeah, and the big story, too, speaking of coaching, is this is Coach Mike Shevsky, Coach K, at Duke's last season as the head coach. So it should be interesting to see how hard he can get his guys to play before they make the transition to Shire next year. But Yeah, um, which is appearing to be a very... Seamless transition. Coach John Shire already has the number one recruiting class. An unbelievable class. Four um, top ten players. Yeah, four top ten players. Um, Going to be a loaded Duke squad next year um, once again. But, um, yeah, it will be interesting to see how Coach K can get his players to play for him come um, tournament time. Because um, you know he wants to go out on top, you know. Yeah. He's got a great squad this year, and they definitely have the ability to go all the way. Yeah, watching them today, especially being able to – I've watched Duke a lot this season, and it just – there's not a lot of weaknesses on that team. They can no. shoot. They can rebound. They can block shots with Mark Williams down low. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Um, but, yeah, I, I like to see where Duke heads this season. But, like I said, it's so hard to kind of say that Duke's going to win it all because – there's so many good teams right now, and yeah. it's hard to count out teams like Gonzaga, who played Duke earlier this season, and um, early on when Duke beat Gonzaga, but Gonzaga looked like a really good team with a lot of depth. Yeah, and, and I mean, that game was just a heavyweight fight to which Duke kind of got hot towards the end and won the game. Um, Duke is all, it, what is kind of notable, Duke is missing their leader in steals in Trevor Keels right now, um, but that's... That gap's kind of getting filled by some great play right now by Jeremy Roach. Uh, his past five games, I believe, 33 assists to four turnovers by Roach. Very good. He's, having, he's been um, kind of turning around lately. And uh, Adrian Gri- or A.J. Griffin 
show really showed up today for the Blue Devils against uh, um, who'd they play against? Louisville. Louisville. Um, AJ had 22, 21 points, five for five from three. Some that great buzzer beater. Yeah, some great shooters surrounding that Duke team, which doesn't usually happen with Duke. They don't. They aren't necessarily always known as a great shoot as a great shooting team, but uh, they uh, they always got the athletes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember a couple years ago that Zion, RJ, and Cam Reddish team was unbelievable. A super athletic team, but once they got to the tournament, they were not able to shoot the ball well. No, and came down to free throws. Yeah, and yep. cost them the game against a well coached Michigan State team. Who yeah. Is always somehow in the final four. I know. I know. But, um, yeah. Yeah. That's why you can't count those really well coached teams. So, guys, thank you again for tuning in to the podcast. Um, hope you enjoyed and have a great weekend.